Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. As we continue on in Mental Health Awareness Month, this month of May, we turn now to uh, a local healthcare system here in North Texas. We're going to Children's, uh, specifically for their Suicide Prevention and Resilience program. It's called Spark. And we have Roshani Kumar, who's joining us uh, to speak more about this nationally renowned program. What makes this program such a great example for other health systems? Yeah, well, Spark, it stands for Suicide Prevention and Resilience at Children's. It's born out of research. So we did a lot of research on, you know, what are some key areas that we can or some key skills that we can teach our teenagers in order to identify early morning signs that they're feeling depressed or have some morning symptoms of suicidal thoughts or behaviors and what we can do to intervene and make that better. So it's an evidence-based program that really looks at skills and how skills can be used and perfected and help treat depression and suicidality. How much has the pandemic isolated children and teens because they had to do so much remote learning? And is that one of the underlying causes why we're seeing numbers go up? It's a great question. So one of the main symptoms of depression is isolation. So it's difficult because with social distancing, everybody was asked to isolate. They were asked to exhibit that symptom of depression. So for teenagers, even adults, you know, anybody of any age that has a susceptibility to feeling a little bit more depressed, that might kickstart some depressive symptoms. So yes, absolutely. I think social distancing could kind of play a part in some of those symptoms. And what are the numbers that we're looking at when we say that there is an increase? Uh, how big of a deal is this that we need to be bringing some more attention to? Yeah, well, you know, research studies are still being done on kind of looking at the effects of pandemic-related depression and suicidality. But I think, you know, anecdotally, what we see is that we haven't seen a real dip in, um, in kids that are needing this kind of treatment. You know, we're seeing kids at a pretty regular rate. Um, so, you know, in terms of what we see in the program, this is still an issue that we are treating. A lot of kids will look to possibly do the worst to themselves because they have to deal with bullies in school. And now with technology today, there are so many new ways and new avenues to bully and be bullied. How much of an impact does that have? Yeah, great question. So I think, you know, just with the rise of social media use, what social media does is kind of compare, it kind of creates this culture of comparison and it does open up different avenues for teenagers to be connecting with each other or, you know, commenting on different content that people are posting. So 
Um, so yeah, I think that open avenues can create a little bit more of that social comparison. And if a child or a teenager is struggling with how they're feeling, they might be looking to somebody that they're connected with and doing that comparison game, which is obviously going to tank mood a little bit. So it's important to really think about what limits to set on um, how much our children are exposed to, you know, to social media and things like that. It's got to be difficult for any parent to know that their child is dealing with uh, extreme depression where they might be leading to suicidal thoughts. Um, what ad- advice can you give parents who might be lost in learning a, how to parent this specific situation? Yeah, I mean, that is such an important, um, important topic. I think noticing early warning signs that your child is not enjoying the activities that they used to enjoy. They're pulling away from friendships that they've always relied on. Their grades are failing. They're less connected. All of these noticeable signs that children are pulling apart, identifying it right then and there. So checking in with your child, asking them how they're feeling, creating an environment where maybe it's not directly asking, you know, about emotions or feelings, but creating like family time, you know, making sure that everybody's eating dinner together, that there's exposure to kind of happier memories or memory making together. Um, So really kind of noticing those early warning signs and doing what you can to really help connect with your child. And if you're really having a hard time, connect with your pediatrician, ask a mental health professional. Um, All of these resources are available. So really take advantage because we can't do this alone. And there are so many, so much time that children are spending in school with their teachers. Talk to me about the importance of not only teachers noticing what their what their students are going through, but the communication between teachers and parents. Yeah, having a regular checkpoint for a parent to connect with that teacher and just to ask how their child is doing. You know, even anything that seems a little off, um, just to check in with your kid. You know, I think early intervention is key. So, you know, identifying with your teacher at the beginning of the year, you know, these are some, these are some things that I'm a little concerned about with my kid. If you ever notice these things, please let me know and setting up that regular check-in time is going to be important. You know, sometimes we think that when kids are getting into that adolescent stage, hormones are changing. We think this is just a phase, Um, but not only looking at preteens, but how young can a child experience depression? very young, you know, we see it very, you know, in those really crucial childhood years, you know, five, six, seven, we can see it pretty young. And I think that it looks a little bit different. Um, The symptoms are different when children are really young versus when they're a little bit more into their teenage years. So for instance, a child might exhibit more temper tantrums or aggressive behavior instead of that isolation and crying and sadness. Um, So any kind of behavior that is a disruption of their routine or they're not able to get things done that they need to get done, even at five years old, if they're in kindergarten and they're not able to follow directions or there's a lot of disruptions in class. Those are things to look for and to really connect with your teacher, see if there's anything you can do. And if not, call on a mental health professional or your pediatrician for some advice. Is there a lot of denial among parents as well that it can't happen to their child? I will say, I think that it's becoming more of a conversation these days, but I think denial is a, is a very natural stage for any of us whenever we're confronted with something that we didn't expect to happen. Like, no, this can't be my kid. I've read about this, but it can't, you know, they, they have a great life or they have all these things going on for them. But, but yeah, I think it's a very natural feeling. Um, but I think that when you start to notice those noticeable changes in behavior, right, that I'm mentioning that 
kids aren't getting things done or there's a disruption, then it's hard to ignore at that point. What are some of the treatments that uh, your program offers? Yeah, you know, in this work program, it is evidence-based. Like I mentioned, it is um, combined with a couple of different types of therapies. One is called cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and the other is dialectic behavior therapy, DBT. So it's really kind of a, a mix of these two modalities um, mixed in with other really useful distraction, distraction coping techniques or different uses of art or play, things like that. But um, but CBT and DBT are really evidence-based for depression and anxiety. We talk about parents, we talk about teachers, we talk about medical professionals, but other kids themselves may notice behavior in their fellow classmates. And in some cases, you'll see and hear stories that the most popular student in class took his or her own life. And you thought they had everything, but it's the students that will see changes among other students, isn't it? Yeah, that is an excellent point. Just like we've heard in the past about bullying, right? Like with bullying, you tell your child to be not just a bystander, but when you see something, say something. It's the same thing with clinical depression or anxiety. So if you see, if your child sees their friend pulling away or exhibiting behaviors that they're not used to exhibiting, or perhaps their grades are failing, or you're really noticing that they're wearing long sleeves in the summer and you're a little bit like, okay, are, there, are they hiding something? You know, any kind of concern. It's important to tell your child um, to tell you or to open up to a teacher about any concerns that they have. And things like that are anonymous. You know, we don't, we wouldn't, you know, want to make a child feel like they're targeted or anything like that for, um, for saying that about their friend. But you're right. I think we got to really teach our kids to look for those warning signs and others too. I have one more question. What about, what about kids that or parents that are worried they made a mistake that other students isn't going through something like that. Is, is there a, a worry for parents and kids that they got the signals wrong? You know, I think that if the intent is good, right? If you're noticing that a child is off or is just not themselves, I think that it never hurts to be direct and honest about that. And perhaps if it is maybe just a change in that child moving into a new phase of life or kind of rediscovering a different part of their personality, then that will come, you know, that that will come out. But I think it never hurts to just kind of ask kids how they're doing if your gut tells you that something might be off. It's always better to be safe than um, than wish you had said something. I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about substance abuse. At what point should a, a parent know or suspect that their kid is is turning to drugs um, or pills or whatever it might be to take their own life? Yeah, I mean, if you're noticing any behaviors that you're not used to seeing, right, maybe secretive behaviors or um, maybe they're not being very open and honest about where they're going after school or you're noticing that their friends are changing, noticing any changes in their behavior that seem to be related to a substance that's going to be important to address and talk about so yeah those those warning signs are really going to be key noticing anything that's different how do you get your child to open up about something like that that's a great question i think that it's always great to have those conversations even before you start to notice that something is wrong right so preventatively saying you know we're moving into this new phase of you know, your teenage life or the next grade or whatever it is. And I know that things will come up that, you know, you might be offered this, you might be offered that. Let's talk about things that we can 
do in order to stay safe if you're ever in that situation. And so I think kind of taking a preventative approach, um, if you feel like you're in the middle of it and you feel pretty concerned about your teenager, I do think that having, um, you know, reaching out to a mental health professional, if you feel like having that support is needed. A school counselor is always a good um, starting point. That's a little less, might be a little bit less of, um, you know, a difficult conversation for your teenager to have if it's somebody that's already at school. So So it might be easier to talk to a counselor or someone else than your own parents. It could be, it really could be, right? You don't have that, uh, all of that history and that dynamic with somebody who's not your parent. And um, yeah, and school counselors have good resources too. And they are really trained to have those conversations so they can give parents resources or websites that can help generate those harder conversations. When we say that we've seen an increase in kids that have been, clinically diagnosed with depression coming through your program. Um, Are we seeing an increase in these kids that are getting to the point where they're wanting to hurt themselves or they've tried to hurt themselves? You know, self-injury, non-suicidal self-injury or self-harm is certainly a symptom of depression and suicidal behavior. So, you know, every child is different, but that certainly is a you know, a symptom that we see a lot of the patients that do come in through our program. You see a lot of parents that just kind of say that, again, we go back to the, the denial uh, stage of things where it said they don't really mean it. They mm-hmm. just trying to get attention. It's a, yeah. an interesting way to get attention. Right, right. I, you know, I think our parents that are, you know, advocating for their kids to come to treatment, those parents, I have so much respect for them because they've already taken that step to at least connect, you know, with our program and say, look, there's something going on, even if they might not totally understand what's happening. It's enough of an indicator to know that something is is wrong and that we need to kind of figure out how to make it better. So I agree. You know, I think behaviors, children's use, children use, use behaviors in different ways to communicate different things. So, um, So sometimes it's just about kind of figuring out what's going on with that child and teaching them healthier ways to communicate instead of using their behaviors to communicate. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 